And welcome to another episode of the Woods, Water, Mizzou podcast. I'm one of your regular co-host, Skeeter, and along with me tonight is just Case. How you doing, Case? Good. Uh, our third leg of the party, Cole, is out of the country on another tropical vacation, so I uh, hope he's enjoying it because Missouri, Missouri, the state, is not on a tropical vacation right now. Lord, no. Uh, and it's going to get worse. I don't yep. know when he's coming back, but if he's coming back this weekend, you talk about a shock there. Uh, I'm start calling. I'm start calling Coach Mia Buffett at this point. Yeah. He's out there on, on vacations all the time. That's it. Uh, we are coming from your home field studios. We are part of the Variety Sports Network. Entering code Variety Sports in all caps for fifteen percent off your first purchase. Um, let's go ahead and talk. We kind of been avoiding it because there's a lot of football to talk, and we, I mean, let's be honest, we could do a whole show still on just football, um, with all the news that's happening today alone. Um, but basketball, we had high hopes coming into the season, and I think a big part of it was the success we had from last year, and really, the two key pieces we had to replace were. Kobe and Des Moines, and we thought we had guys in house that could probably do that. And we had some guys coming out of the transfer portal that we had high hopes for. That, to be quite frank, it just hasn't gelled yet. It hasn't meshed. Um, we go on the road last Tuesday night and lose at Kentucky, ninety to seventy-seven. Now that final score is not indicative of how close. The Tigers kept it for uh, 75% of that ball game. But, man, they just don't have that dog this year on the team. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Also, I mean, they're just they're not a complete team. They can't play complete games. They'll give you 30 minutes of good basketball a game, and the other parts, they're just going to go nine minutes without a basket. They're going to go – well, against the Georgia loss, though, they got up two and then gave up a 9-0 run, you know. Yeah. They'll play well, but they will play well sandwiched in between just head-scratchingly bad basketball. Yeah. And, I mean, it's been the story all season. I watched it. Um, I watched the start of the season. I watched it. The Seton Hall game was that. I watched it last night in Kentucky. They will just let the other team do whatever they want, uh, both sides, and then they will play – like a really good get it within like a manageable score and fall apart again. It's like clockwork. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's no consistency on either end of the, the court um, offensively when Sean East is attacking in the basket and we're running seems to me to be the most efficient. We are at offense at, at least getting to the free throw line. I mean, crap, if I'd rather that than running down and chucking up threes and, missing nine out of 10, it seems like. Uh, and then defensively, I mean, they, they do good. It seems like when they, when they run up and put press on for a little bit, but once a, a team gets set in their half court set, it seems like an eighth grade team could run off and see plays that get open looks against this team at times. It's very frustrating. Uh, it's not a knock. I don't, I hate being the negative guy, but you have to call a product what it is, and it it stinks right now. I mean, we fall to eight and seven on the season. 
Um, you think back to the beginning of the year, the very first game, and Coach Gates said in his press conference, said, we're not going to pour water in any wins this year. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I see why now, because yeah, they're going to be sense. few and far between. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, they're, they're kind of copying off the football team with the mini movies after each basketball win. We're, we're sitting at eight and seven. Okay. We still have quite a few games left to SEC play. We're only two games in and I think there's what 15 conference games or something like that. Who ends up with more mini movies football with 11 or does basketball eclipse? Um, yeah, it might be, it's going to be a lot closer than it should be. You know, I think this is realistically a 14 win basketball team right now. Um, so I think they get, they beat a few more out, but man, yeah, it's, it's disappointing for sure. I, Hey, I was, I'll be the opposite in football season. I think I picked a seven and five in football. I picked this team to go on a nice tournament run this year. It just hasn't happened. And I mean, like, why hasn't it happened? I think, I think we have to look at the big, uh, transfer misses that I, that I personally was willing to cover up. Uh, I think not getting love was massive. I think not getting a guy like Cleveland was massive. Um, I mean, let's be let's be frank. He had to settle for a second, third choice on a lot of players. I think Caleb Grill was the only first choice he got this year, this offseason. And that giant uh, Western Kentucky kid, Sharp. I mean, you see Connor Vanover get pushed around down low, and it's like, yeah, you know, just uh, he can affect shots, but you get somebody that's got a little bit of size, they can back him down and out rebound and get shots right yeah, up under the basket nice like he's nothing. Yeah. Skeeter, I don't people people go up and around by over all the time. You you speak of grill. How much of a key piece has he been? Because you think about it, we were on a three game win streak and then he got that hard foul against him in Wichita State. Yeah, what was our last good win? And we we haven't looked What's the, the last same. game this team played that you thought they played well? Wichita like really State. Well. Wichita State. And With Caleb Grill. You can't tell me that's a coincidence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Tamar Bates has probably been our, our best, most consistent player here here recently, especially on the offensive end. Uh, Sean East, you got to give him a uh, tip of the cap for his toughness coming back in there with one eye pretty well swole shut yeah. last night. Um, but uh, I don't know what the – I mean, I, I did see where Anthony or Ant, the true freshman point guard that's been getting quite a bit of playing time, was going to be out with a non-COVID illness. But something must have happened with the other true freshmen because they didn't get no minutes yesterday. That's uh, not we, good. They just, they just, I don't know. I've, I don't know. The rotations make any sense. We ended up with eight guys with double-digit minutes. Yeah. Uh, two or no, what was it? I can answer that. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Is it don't play the young guys, play the young guys? Oh, we got to talk about guys like Nick Honor. Nick Honor, um, whoa, what happened? He is not at all the guy that played for us last season. Yeah, he, uh, so that's something to look at. I mean, it's just, it's just rough all around right now. What you, you think about last year's team, and Nick just had to dribble the ball up and find Kobe or Des Moines. And then the offense would run off of them. Yeah, you know, but it, he it made wasn't. Some, he was clutch. I mean, let's not act like he didn't bring oh, us did. back into games with, with his three hot three point streaks. Uh, yep. Hell, the Tennessee win in the tournament. 
uh, we closed. We it was a tight one point game, uh, I think for them. And he hit like three or two or three threes in a row, and that game was over. Like he just, you know, closer came in bottom of ninth and killed that thing. And I remember multiple games. I was actually a loss to Mississippi State last year. We're down big, and he goes off for like four straight threes on like five possessions. I mean, you know, he used he used to be a shooter for us. He really did. But you, you think about it, and Dennis Gates challenged him this year to shoot more. He was two for eight from three last night. Um, I don't know that that's his game to be thinking, you know, shoot first. Yeah. Uh, but you you think about when those big shots were. Uh, there was a couple times, like in that Tennessee game, I can remember him going down and just pulling up and hitting it because he was feeling it. But usually it was a kickout pass. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't time to think about it it was catch and shoot and this year it seems like he's trying to set up his own shots Mm -hmm. and i I just i I don't i don't think that's his game um you know you look kurt lewis i had a lot of high hopes for him i'm hoping it's kind of a dr situation as last last year DR comes in with the National Juco Player of the Year. And you think about it, he wasn't getting a lot of minutes to begin last year. Um, I don't know that we're at the beginning of this year now. I'd say we're at the midpoint. We're probably pretty close to halfway now that we're 15 games in. But, you know, Kurt Lewis gets six minutes last night. That's not good. No. That's what about Tanji? I, I pencil Tanji in as a replacement for, uh, for Hodge, Hodge's scoring. Yep. I could yeah. not have been more wrong. Oh, yeah. He got 12 minutes last night and didn't even get a, a field goal. <laughs> didn't even shoot. He you know? was a bucket getter at Colorado State last year. Yeah. It was a great team right now, by the way. Yeah. And you don't like Aiden Shaw. Uh, Gates has challenged him to go in and get the rebounds. He said, if you don't rebound, you don't get minutes. And it seems like he's got such a short leash to where other guys you see aren't performing and yeah, they stay on the floor. You know, I agree with that too. Because I think Aiden's got a lot of athleticism. He can add on the offensive side of the floor for us. And I think Aiden's a better shooter than what he gets credit for too. I like to see him. I just see him a lot of take more mid ranges and more threes. Yeah, and something else about Aiden Shaw, like he's kind of got some swagger to him. You know, he. I think back to last year's Kentucky game, and the Kentucky uh, was it was it their uh, returning player of the year? I can't remember. Chibwe, Oscar, Oscar, yeah, and Aiden Shaw locked up for a rebound, and the whistle was blown, and they still were like fighting for the ball, and Shaw wasn't letting go until he finally got the ball. You yeah, know, and that got the crowd going and got the team going. Like he's kind of got that dog in him, and he, he might not be the one to lead you in scoring, but hey, if he'll bring the fight to you, I, right now I'm willing to try anything to bring the yeah. energy out. Absolutely. Um, big game Saturday. I don't know how, but South Carolina is sitting thirteen and two. I mean, they they took a fairly easy non-conference schedule. They kind of did what we did last year, and but I mean, you still have to give them credit for thirteen and two. I don't know that this Mizzou team is thirteen and two with the schedule, same schedule that South Carolina's played. But ESPN's predictor, you know how we always oh. complain about it in football. What's got Mizzou at sixty three percent favorite to win for tomorrow or for Saturday? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that's possible. If that goes to show you 
maybe how trash of a system that is. Yep. Uh, man, I don't, I don't know what it is because that's, that just don't make sense to me. It's, it's a worthless predictor. It's not even worth looking at. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's basketball. You know, you, you think about it, and in the post game press conference, our friend of the podcast, Noah Carter, said. Hey, we're going to fight. We're not going to back down. You hit us. We're going to get back up. And he says, we all we can do is show up for the next game and try again because that's all we have. And he said, you know, we're, we're close. And so the team still believes that they have the pieces they need to go on a run here. Uh, hopefully that that's the case. And as basketball, it, it can flip uh, a switch real, real easy. You think about it. Okay, Arkansas last year, you know, me living down here, I listened to their ESPN radio. You know what they started out SEC play last year? I know they finished 10th in conference, but they ended up in Sweet 16. And if you tell me right now Mizzou's going to end up in the Sweet 16, I'm probably not going to believe you. <laughs> but they started out conference play at 1-5 and five last year. The uh, year before that, 0-3. Oh you know, so <sighs> – you can always turn stuff around. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, the non-com is going to kind of hurt us getting into the tournament. I don't, there's a lot, there's a lot wrong with that with yeah. on our end though. Yeah. I mean, it's just chalk it up for a, a, a growing pains year for coach Gates, but still go out and support the team if you're able. It's a lot cheaper if you didn't buy season tickets. Yeah, really. If you're just buying single-game tickets, it's a lot cheaper. I'll tell you what, I am I just found out my work has got tickets to uh, Missouri Arena, so I kind of imagine those aren't going off the shelves too hot, so I'll try and grab those for a few Saturdays. <laughs> and you know one thing, like, I'm kind of shocked by it. It might be the, the norm, but it seems like, Every other day, I see pictures of Dennis Gates at high school players' basketball games. Well, uh, he's got to get out of this somehow and get more talent's way to do it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, but what what good is it? Do you bringing in a bunch of true freshmen if they're just going to ride the pine? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I think at that point, hopefully, we can keep pushing through the system. But it's like uh, it's like it's it's pretty. It got pretty icy, you know, up here today. A little melt off, refreezes. And what do you do in a skid, Skeeter? Do you hit the brakes? Uh, you know, no. You throttle no. through. Yep. That's what yep. we're going to do. We're, we're, he's going to throttle through this. He's going to keep going after players, high-level high players, and get him there. We're, we're going to get through this by throttling through it. Yeah, so if you're if you're listening to uh, this while you're driving and you're on ice right now, do not hit the brakes. Case just saved your life and told you to throttle up. <laughs> throttle up. <laughs> Uh, but let, let's transition unless there's anything else you need to say about basketball. It's, it's disappointing. We're still going to follow it, but I think we've said about all we can say about it up to, you know, cussing the team and yeah, sound like no, a bunch of jerks. Not, I'm not going to, yeah. I just, it is what it is. It's an incomplete roster. Yeah. Okay, so we touched on this real, real brief uh, last Saturday when the or Friday, whatever night, the Blake Baker news come out about Mizzou wrestling. So last week, they got behind, and it got pretty pretty nerve-wracking there going against number 11 Virginia Tech. We were we were down getting late into the duel. 
They battled back, uh, completed the comeback, and tonight they're on the road at Stanford. Do you want a score update? Yeah, it's 18-0. We have not lost a match yet. We are whipping their ass right now. Yeah, and so after 157, it's Keegan O'Toole coming up for the 163, 164 weight class, Mm -hmm. 165. 165 weight class, so uh, I don't look for that score to change anytime soon as far as Stanford making a comeback. Shout the front of the show, Noah Serden, for dominating his match. Yeah, an upset. After he got upset last week, uh, you love to see that, that these guys fighting through adversity. Uh, you know, one bad match does not define a season, and he mm-hmm. comes back and gets – gets the upset tonight so uh man it's still real exciting season to go there and i wanted to honor them with our backdrop on for those watching on youtube uh this is hearns after obviously a tiger's win in the duels so if you get a chance to go out and watch them maybe more entertaining for the non-wrestling fan uh to go watch uh mizzou wrestling than to watch basketball um I got a question for you. Go ahead. We play uh, Oklahoma State February 4th to Sunday. Okay. Nothing going on that day. Uh, you want to put us out there? You, I don't know if your schedule is. You want to maybe work something out? We try and get some listeners and us out there to support the team. Tell Coach Brian Smith about it. Hey, let's go for it. I mean, I don't know that I'll necessarily be able to make it, but if you and uh, Cole can handle the boots on the ground part of it, I think I'm gonna go. I already reached out to my uh, to my good friend Brett Sarver about it. He said uh, he'd love to go support him. Does not know anything about wrestling. I was like, just cheer when uh, just cheer when the board says to. Just yell three. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't worry, we're good at it. But that's a big matchup. And I was bummed out I couldn't be at the some of the like the, the uh, other big home ones we had this season. But I can make a Sunday work. So put that out there. Everyone listens. They want to go meet up out there. Let's go support the boys. Oklahoma State. We got we got a little under a month to figure that one out. Uh, and that's Oklahoma State isn't you know just a so-so program. I mean that's our They're our best competition. That's our best competition for the Big Twelve. Um, and they're they've got some national uh, champion competitors going for wrestling in their program. So uh, that's that is a huge huge match there. That would be great to get a lot of people showed up for that. Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to do this with us being sponsored by Homefield, but it did make me think if you want to stand out or, you know, show up to that and fit in with the group, check out our friend Mickey over at 573 Tees. Uh, he gave us a little merch drop with the Wilderness Brotherhood t-shirt from uh, the Cotton Bowl comments of of drinkwits and man it's a pretty cool shirt i got mine ordered can't wait to, ordered. to get it on the pod pretty soon so uh you and him did a great collab on that and maybe there'll yeah. be some more stuff coming up well in i the heard future. drink say that and i was like oh that's too good that's too good for to slap our name on that somewhere yeah. you know old coach drink threw us a, threw us a cookie with that one yeah so uh yeah i'll retweet the link again uh again please support Nikki, for one, he is the man. He is honestly one of the coolest people I know at you know in the Mizzou, you know, fandom. Um, it's a great store, so please support him, but also you know, support us, get our name out there, wear the shirt around a little bit. We'd support, we'd like that. 
Yep. And Mickey's not just a business owner. Like he's a genuine guy and he's a diehard Mizzou fan. Great guy. Uh, I don't know. I've met too many people that want to see Mizzou win more than Mr. Mickey over at five, seven, three T. So, uh, if, even if you're not in the market for more apparel, just stop in there and talk with him. Mizzou, he'll love it. Uh, and I guarantee you'll probably find something in there that you want to buy. Yeah. So, uh, I told, I told you all my Mickey K state game story. Uh, I think you've told me once, but don't, you give me so many stories. They all mesh. <laughs> um, when I was on the way to the K State game this year, me and my me and my wife had a little date night beforehand in uh, Casey, and um, we we're kind of rushing out the door. And she had grabbed her backpack, and I assume she grabbed mine as well. Oh yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I, we get all the way to Columbia, and I realized I didn't bring nothing. So I had like a I had like a button up like flannel shirt, and nothing, you no know, Mizzou stuff at all on me. I tweeted like, "Oh man, messed up." He DMs me, and the next day he comes up with uh, a gold polo and a gold uh, uh, rain jacket because it was raining that day from his store. And he's like, "Free to charge, man." He's like, "I got you." And I was like, "Man, what what a great guy! Like, what a great dude!" So he's my guy. I'll support his store with my last dollar if I have to. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, he's genuine. You know, you don't find that too often. So he is. That, that's great, but. Speaking of Coach Drinkwitz, let's go and transition into football because there's a lot happening in college football, even though the national championship ended Monday. Uh, it was a block in. It was Mr. Brightside, national champion, but not our Mizzou Tigers. It was those cheaters up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. <laughs> and maybe Jim Harbaugh's going NFL. Maybe he takes Alabama. I mean, I don't, I don't know because uh, news broke today. Nick Saban announced he's retiring which I did call before this season. So uh, just good on you. I, well, I mean, he's got to hang it up at some point. I know he loves coaching. I know he loves his players, but um, I just felt like as cranky as he was getting, as red as his eyes were when he was talking, you know, bloodshot working the transfer portal and recruiting and yeah. trying to keep a team together and how crazy it's fixing to be next year with 12 team playoff. Like, I know him and his wife have seem to have a great relationship and they're still very energetic for their age. So why not go enjoy it? Like you don't have to prove anything else to anybody. Uh, you're going down as the greatest uh, college coach in our lifetime. Um, so hats off to coach Saban on a great career, but there's gonna be some domino effects. I don't know if we're going to see it in Columbia I think there's an outside chance we could, not necessarily Drinkwitz. Uh, I do think Drinkwitz might be a name that they at least talk about just for what he's done with Mizzou as far as bringing us into a national conversation when you're beating the Ohio State in the New Year's Six Bowl, getting little old Missouri, little old Mizzou to 11 wins and finishing in the top 10 ranking and uh, being in a lot of preseason top 10 rankings or way too early top 10 rankings for next year. That gets a lot of people's attention, especially when you're returning SEC coach of the year. You already know the conference, you know, the lay of the land, you're born and raised from Arkansas. So I can see a lot of reasons why Drinkwitz might at least be talked about. I don't know that I'm not saying he's their first call, second call, third call, but if they get told no and have to go down a list, 
he might be a name that pops up. I can't imagine me folks are saying no to Alabama. <laughs> I can see a lot of people saying no just for the fact they have to replace Nick Saban because you think uh, it's still a dream job for both guys right now. Yeah, but that dream will be two, three years if you can't get better than ten wins in a year. Yeah, I mean, hell, that's most SEC. I think that's most SEC schools. I don't know. I think they're gonna whoever they want, they're gonna go get. I think pretty easily. But that's going to trickle down into the effects of assistants, uh, coordinators, uh, you know, position coaches. It's going – it's not just head coach. It's staffs. It's going to be players in the portal um, wanting to leave teams. Players, players maybe want to leave Alabama. Yeah, I, I think a lot of players are going to leave Alabama. Yeah, and so we don't know. They get a 30-day window now to yeah. transfer? Yeah. Yep. I mean, we don't know the effects of this just yet, but I think it's it's going to be a lot of shuffling going around. Dan Lanning to Alabama, Kirby Moore to Oregon? Yep. yep. I mean, it'd be smart on him because I don't know that those Pac-12 schools are going to jump in the Big Ten and just automatic have success. Uh, I really have expected Jim Harbaugh to announce he's – going to interview for NFL positions. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of shuffling still to do. Um, we're still not set on our staff with Blake Baker having left for LSU. We haven't announced a defensive coordinator. A lot of people are saying DJ Smith, you know, since he's already co-defensive coordinator. And Drinkwitz yesterday at a coaching convention said, talked about Blaker leaving and how it hurt, you know, like called him his best friend. Mm-hmm. And said he's not changing a thing. And when he brings the next defensive coordinator in, he's going to do it the same way. So does that not sound like he's thinking outside the program? Yeah, it does, but I don't know how much I should, we should read into that. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, it does. You're right. But, I mean, I'll be honest. I feel I still think DJ DJ Smith is my bet and favorite right now. Yeah, it, it uh, you know, Drinkwitz we'll Drinkwitz has a way with words. Uh, microphone's not something that man's ever been afraid of. I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, it's fair because the whole. Do you remember before the bowl game when I asked about the guys getting contracts soon? He said, um. Oh, it's it's something Gabe Yarmer has brought up a lot. He said, uh, "I don't want to see my guys take any lateral jobs unless there were some out, there's like some family or something issues that may arise." Well, that's that's basically what happened to LSU. It could, it's a lateral job, but his wife's from LSU, went to LSU, and her family's from Baton Rouge, so you know the family aspect really pulls them down there. So, I mean, that ended up being. Exactly correct, which seemed like a to me a nothing comment, you know, weeks ago. So I mean, it's a good point, Skeeter. Maybe uh, you talk about you say your betting favorite. So I was trying to see if I could pull up see if Alabama's odds have changed yet. It's all I'm seeing for odds from a day or two ago. So none of that's going to be updated. I, I was just wondering how much of a of a pool losing Nick Saban or how much of an effect that will have in Vegas. 
fill for time, them. I'll check. Uh, I'll check ESPN bets and see what it says. But as far as Baker, now that we're uh, what four days since it happened, five days, you know it. It still sucks. And it's not so much that he left, and it's we're not the first school to have been told from a coach, "Hey, I like it here." I'm not planning on leaving. I want to stay here. And then they're gone. Yeah, they dropped. They dropped considerably. Did they? Yeah, they were, they were, well, they've only gone from two to three, but they were a plus like 400 to a plus 800. Oh. So, I mean, that's doubling essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're still plus 5,000 if you're interested. But yeah, no, it, it did something. You're right. Yep. But, but, you know, I don't. I'm not mad at Blake Baker going for family reasons and going for pretty big bank. You know, he's he's getting a pretty pretty penny to go be a DC and not have to be the head coach somewhere. Um, rumor has Mizzou offered quite a bit of money at him to keep him, and. I don't know that he was completely honest with Drinkwitz, but it's it's a business. It's a business. He's doing what he felt was best for him and his family. Um, doesn't mean I wish him luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, if I check LSU box scores and they've given up 50 points a game and 700 yards a game, I don't know that I'm gonna feel bad for the guy. It is funny they, they they watched us, they watched themselves tear through our defense like like uh, hot hot knife through butter, and then went out and hired that defensive coordinator. Yeah, isn't that funny? Um, what did Dar- Robinson? Darius Robinson was on a podcast and he was talking about that, and he was like, um, he's like, man, really is like if we just <laughs> what. He's like, where? What did he say? He was like, we didn't get beat by LSU. We got beat by Jaden Daniel. The only reason that we lost LSU is because we could not stop Jaden Daniel. That was funny. It was like, oh, like, well, that's. So they went out and stole him as a coordinator after that. He wasn't wrong. I mean, Jaden Daniels put on a hell of a performance yeah. that game. Yeah, I did. Um, but I mean, have there been any names emerge outside the program that? intrigue you uh jim leonard's the one that gets thrown around for me that kind of brings some excitement yeah i like that name too actually i liked him at wisconsin as well um no i like jim leonard quite a bit as um other than that i don't know every name i've ever seen i like the uh i kind of like the idea of the south Dakota state coach yeah um that seemed interesting i'm sounds so like egotistical when I say this. I don't know if that's an SEC hire though. Um that's a Big 12 hire, in my opinion. Um I think we need someone with a little more D1 experience, power five experience. If especially if we want to have the year next year we want to have. So I don't know his previous experience aside from South Dakota State. I don't know if he was on a D1 program and left to go be head coach down there. Um but yeah from the just looking at it as is, I agree with you on that. And Jim Leonard has a little bit of head coaching experience, right? Wasn't he intern or something? He was. He didn't do a terrible job, but I think they just definitely wanted to go a different direction, you know, a whole new yeah. but I mean, program. Uh, 
that's a valuable experience for him. Absolutely. You know, filling in a defensive coordinator role. I don't know his interest. Uh, He's, yeah, he's what an analyst or something at Illinois right now, which is a really weird drop off. Yeah. That's an insane drop off from where he was. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I like that name quite a bit. I would almost rather see him or, or DJ Smith get promoted, but I don't know. I, man, this is so hard because when a head coach gets fired, you know exactly who you want. Like you got a short list like that. Yeah. Defensive coordinators are hard, man. Yeah. Like it's hard to really find a guy you really like. We, because I'll be honest, a lot of the names we know, we know because they're terrible and they get brought up constantly by their fan bases. Like, like Alex Grinch, well, well he's went to the zoo, so he's Gary Finkel's nephew. But I think we all know his name because he went to Oklahoma. Everyone hated him. Followed, uh, followed Lincoln. Um, Lincoln to USC, got fired. Um, that's a big name everyone knows. It's like, we're not hiring Alex Grinch, but you know what I mean? Like, it's it's hard to find a lot of guys you, you really, really like. And that's Drake's job, though, I guess. <laughs> I, I think Cole made a good point last week that Drinkwitz seems to have uh, a desire to to get kind of somebody under the radar that reminds him of him. Um, you kind of see that in his Kirby Moore hire and yeah. and other coaches. You know, I'm DJ Smith. Drinks one gave him his shot you know, to work his way up in a D1 program at, at coaching. So um, don't be surprised if it's a name you've not heard of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I do look for it to, to come out before next week, though. I would bet by – I don't know when we're going to record next, but I would bet it it would be within next episode. Yeah. Um, you, But you see, you know, we were worried uh, – Coach Baker leaving what players are going to enter the portal to go with him. Well, it's been opposite of that. We've had uh, two defensive players out of the transfer portal commit to us, and Isaiah Hastings, former defensive tackle from Alabama. So you might still have some friends over at Alabama that now don't have a head coach. Coming there, yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, might be a good recruiter there. And then um, – I don't have the name in front of me, but the defensive tackle that's a St. Louis kid uh, from New Mexico Webb. State. Yeah. Yep. Webb. What was his first name? I can't remember. Uh, it seems like it's something with an S. Was it Spencer Webb? Spencer Webb sounds good. Okay. We're, we'll roll with that. If that's not your your first name, Mr. Webb, I apologize. We're going to figure out for football season. Yeah. But uh, that was a big pickup. You know, he was a freshman, I think, had four and a half sacks and made all conference. I think they're a conference USA out there, but uh, that's big. And then Trajan, Get, uh, or not Trajan, Trajan, it is Trajan, Greco uh, at the one of the all-star high school games over the weekend. Some recruiting deals had him at three-star, some had him at four-star, but he committed to us, uh, which – as you said, there's a lot of rumors he signed actually on the early signing day. Oh, yeah. I totally think so. Zoo accidentally released mm-hmm. his name. So, but, uh, you know, we haven't had any players enter yet. And I don't know. I, I believe the transfer portal window has closed for us. 
I think the only ones that have it open would be teams with coaching changes or the playoff teams. I think players have 14 days after their season ends if they're in the playoffs, if I remember reading that right, to to enter. So uh, it could go up to a week from Monday for Michigan or Washington, which there's a good chance Michigan's probably going to be replacing the head coach from all the rumors going around. Or not, or sticks around. I don't know. Yeah. Harbaugh's a weird dude. You think he would? If if you were in his shoes, why wouldn't you leave and go in the NFL? You're going to have the NCAA breathing down your neck. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. He probably would leave because of that. Um, it's 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 fun to watch to watch him do this over and over again. Stanford to the 49ers, Niners to Michigan, back again. <laughs> Coach against his brother in a Super Bowl again, probably. Uh, I mean, he gets results. You got to give him credit. He gets results. Yeah. Uh, might not be the most honest way, but I don't know how many coaches are actually completely honest, anyways, to begin with in today's game. Kind of feel like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're a race car guy. Uh, you know, Dylan Hart Jr. said he do not want to go on the track if it ain't cheated up. Yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> you know? Everything was cheated up. Yeah. Yeah, so you were cheated up. You're running. You're running thirtieth or worse. Yeah, uh, I I did hear a comment, and Vanderbilt kind of caught a stray bullet oh, off I of did. it. Yeah, they're talking about. They're talking about everybody cheating aside from Vanderbilt and Vanderbilt's worst program in college. Yeah, if you're sports. not cheating, you're Vanderbilt. Yeah, and it's like, dang, they're just being you know regular good guys over there getting their education and playing yep. sports, and here they're catching. Catching bullets. Not winning one SEC game at all. Just over uh, an SEC play. But, I mean, it's – Drink is, is playing his cards close to him. I haven't heard a lot of reports coming out of they've interviewed this name, interviewed I've that heard. name. So, uh, he's – Like, he's, I know he's doing something, but we yeah. literally have no proof he is. Yeah. Just crazy, right? Yeah. Because I feel like – I feel like when uh, Ryan Walters left for Illinois, we had a bunch of like, oh, and such is here. This guy's here. You know, then Steve Wilkes and them getting hired. But this time it's just been completely dead. Yeah. But I still expect us to have an answer within a week. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> He's at the AFCA convention right now, right? Yeah. Well, hell, there's about a trillion football coaches there. I'm sure he's got everyone he wants to talk to right there. Probably had some guys bring their resume with them and say, hey, I coach. bet. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh, maybe walking up to him, hey, M I Z. I look, I look good in black and gold. Yeah. Uh, but it, it just hit me when you, when you talk about that. How much more does it make you appreciate the top of Mizzou that we have right now with Desiree Re Francois, AD? And Drinkwitz as a football coach, like I know Drinkwitz coach when Ryan Walters left, but you know, like it's a completely different culture from what it was then. And I don't, I don't, not saying that just because we had 11 wins and New Year's Six Bowl win, but just the program as a whole seems to be ran completely different. I agree, but I do think I think a lot of is is the very very top. I think DRF's a huge part. Um, and I, I do not want to talk trash because I liked Jim Sterk, but I didn't know what we didn't have until we had what we have now. 
that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think she she does give these guys a lot of resources. Um, she gives them the ability to like really institute their culture. Uh, and I think I I said recently they give she gives them the money to do what they need to do. And when you that happens, you get happy head coaches. Happy head coaches are able to make happy players. And the whole love thing, like Drinkwitz talked about today, love's going to love his guys. I think he wouldn't be able to love his guys as well if he wasn't getting the new indoor facility. If he wasn't getting, you know, they're going to start redoing it, like giving him the tools to make this place uh, an exciting, exciting for players, but also exciting for future boosters for NIL, you know? Yep. So... Man, I I think it starts at the top, and I think I think DRF really is just she will not let the coaches go without a tool. Uh, score update: Keegan O'Toole pinned his guy Shocker, uh, his seventh pin of the season, I believe. Uh, so we're or it's his fifth pin of the season. He's uh, still good. Yeah, we're up twenty-four nothing. I don't know what Keegan O'Toole can't do. But speaking of the money, you, you alluded to it, and I don't think you actually got to touch on it, but I'm ready for the, the plans of the north end zone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, as, as far as I know, actually there's someone I tailgate with who works at the design firm, structure firm in Kansas City going to be doing it. And he said they just got the bid. So they haven't even – those designs we saw, the ones you didn't like, um, they were just fan made. They really were nothing because they're just now working together with. Um, I would love to shout out what the name of the place is, but I cannot remember. So I'm sorry, Truman, about that. Um, but yeah, they're just now getting that design now. But it is cool to keep it in state. But we got a little time before they get have some plans. Well, if you talk with him on the regular, like tell him take that picture that was floating around. You didn't like that, did you? Put it in the shredder. I didn't think it was that bad. You really uh, did not like that. I did not like it. Like, if, if you're going to put seating that far away from the field, you need to have seats in front of it. Like, you can't do people standing on the field with seats happen. behind it. What's going to happen is they're going to put more box suites there. I would like to see. Say what you will, but is that not what, we, is that not what you need in today's game, though? You, you need you, premium you gotta seating. You've got to schmooze yes. these NIL like these people paid it they need a place to be there have their ass kissed absolutely yes you know? but i would like to see both sidelines brought over just a little bit more of the hill i know that's going to take away some general emission but i think she has a plan with what she implemented with the tiger deck this year and getting people to love it you know to where it used to it was hey come to the hill really cheap and enjoy a mizzou football game close to the action we don't have a seat for you you can stand or sit on the grass but now she's like hey check out this section up here we'll feed you to come sit up here for sure you know so i think that i think she has a plan there like i'm not saying they're getting rid of completely of the hill they're keeping the rock cam i don't have the rock hills going anywhere if i'm being honest i think tiger deck was supposed to be a mid-tier but the issue with that is once she announced that food program, it sold out immediately. Yeah. Like if I if I didn't renew my tickets when I did, I could, they would have gotten taken from me almost instantaneously. Yeah. I, I got the email for season tickets, and there was nothing up on Tiger Deck. Dude, it's so funny about that too. Because when I bought those, it was a sea of open tickets. 
I bought those in 2021, the year we kicked off against Central Michigan. I sat in the wrong seats for the first five games of the season, and it took till the no four games. It took till the fifth game for someone to be like, "Those are my seats," and I'm like, "I've been here all year. Where have you been?" <laughs> like it was just, I really did not know where my seats were. Um, yeah, it's crazy how different that is now. Because man, that was no one was up there when I first started going up there. But it's not just up there; it's across the whole stadium. It is slim there tickets no on season tickets. Yeah, there ain't no uh, seats available. And that was a week ago, so I can only imagine what it is right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had to renew mine immediately. I was terrified of losing my seat, which is crazy because when I bought my seats, they were begging to give away seats. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean that that just goes to the point of the culture from De- yeah, it does. you know Desiree and the the fan experience and everything that she's doing there. And I think one thing that's being underlooked on the North End Zone, you know, a lot of us are focusing on the seating, but uh, adding in extra concourse and bathrooms and yes. concessions like that is so needed on, on that level. It absolutely is. Uh, and that will go to make the fan, the game day experience so much better. Yeah. Cause I don't know how many people listen to this or watching this. I've had to go up under the bleachers on either side during halftime, but that is a freaking nightmare. Yeah, it is. It's rough. Yeah. Um, it's just it's so crowded. You're right. You got to pick. The wait like, time is no worse than Arrowhead. It's just that Arrowhead is so much wider, and yeah. God, it is jammed up there for a. Yeah. And so if you can filter some of that traffic out toward that other end zone, yeah, that will help immensely. Uh, new gates, I think. Did I hear another team store and some recruiting spots like yeah, lounges or whatever? So, yeah, uh, you got to give them credit. They're not sitting sitting still and like, hey, this is our product, like us or hate us, you know. And I didn't hate Jim Sturk, but at the same time, I don't know that we reach an elite level that there's potential for with Jim Sturk as AD. We don't, and I I'm and I feel bad saying because I did like him, but I like I said we didn't know we, we didn't know what we didn't have, uh, and DRF does everything perfect. She reaches her reach out programs, the surveys she puts out, uh, even if the surveys go straight to a junk folder and get deleted, just the idea that she cares what the fans think yeah. is so you know so awesome, so different, um, you know. They do a lot of little stuff. The the, the view books they do for some ticket holders, which is fun at the end of the year. I like that. And they do a lot of cool stuff. She does a lot of good outreach. So, yeah, you're right. I She makes us feel she's, – she's got the perfect line she walks of making us, you know, regular fans feel important and also making every business – giant business owner in Kansas City feel important enough to uh, want to donate to Tiger Collective. You know? And I think another great thing that she's done is connect the past to Mizzou. You know, yeah. you see so much more past players coming and being honored and being on the sideline, even if they're not honored. Uh, just want they're hanging out. You're right. Yeah. And I don't know that I recall it being that way. Yeah, you I know? mean, I can remember a few going to games every now and then. Um, well, it's every it? it's every game you're seeing somebody. Now. You're right. And the Tennessee game was almost like a fever pitch of that, like. It felt like everyone was there at that game. Now, I think they did honor the 13 team, but it, there's a lot of dudes there. No, that was the one where they honored Macklin. Macklin. They put Macklin's name on the, on the yeah. wall. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I agree. We're seeing a ton of guys. I mean, it seems like Nick Bolton's there every game he can be, which is cool. Obviously, he plays for a team in state, but still, he wants to be there. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. It is it, these guys want to be there quite a bit. That's cool. Well, let's do a little bit more bragging. Uh, okay, another another update breaking news. Uh, Peyton Mako coming back after being out for a couple weeks. Returns with a victory, twenty-one to eight. Uh, so we're we're now up twenty-eight nothing in the duel. I, we might skunk them because we still got the Elon brothers to go, and them dudes been on a tear this yes. year. So Casey kids are killing it. Yeah, uh, we might we might skunk Stanford. Yeah, but, I love to see it. Uh, shout out to Mizzou ladies gymnastics. I don't know Jack. Other than I think they got like a 197 team score and it's a record-breaking score up to number three in the country in gymnastics. I think that's good. I don't know gymnastics. (laughs) So (laughs) I'll put on the show, and if anyone listens and wants feedback, if y'all are interested in gymnastics, let me hear me out here. My wife was a gymnast. She follows Mizzou Gymnastics. Would you guys be interested in it for like 10 minutes an episode? Because like gymnastics is good, guys. Like This is a good program we need to follow. If I just tossed the headphones over to my wife for like ten minutes, just gave the gave an update. If you're commenter or whatever, let us know if that's something you're interested in. Because uh, yeah, I can toss the toss the headphone to Miss Case, and she can she can really give us an in depth review of what's happening. Because I don't I don't know crap about that. Hey, might be able to bring some sponsors in. We go to talking about we we could probably be the only uh, Mizzou gymnastics podcast out there. <laughs> I think we're the only wrestling and baseball podcast already, so we might as well add that to our hat. Yeah, we love our Tigers. We don't care what it's in. If they're being successful, we're going to brag on them. Uh, but what's not been successful? Uh, something else I did want to touch on. How much? longer does coach robin get in women's basketball because we're just not getting results and i know yeah. there's a there's a lot of, of fans clamoring for uh her to be let go last year she was given uh another chance for this season it's just not not going good and they've got number one south carolina that's undefeated tomorrow and i think beating them the that's what kind of saved her job for a while yeah i don't foresee that happening again what about um, – I mean, one thing you to think about this is women's basketball is still not a revenue sport, but it is definitely climbing that ladder quickly. Yeah. I would say it's starting to catch and surpass baseball. Um, the baseball tournament is really popular, obviously. But the college basketball – women's college basketball tournament has been on primetime on, like, ABC lately. So uh, it is definitely something that we desperately need to look at. Uh I think for years it was okay to just lay in the weeds of women's basketball and either you're good or you weren't. You didn't really care about it. Now now that sport's getting bigger, it's getting pushed, and it's something that if we want to be serious, we, we need to feel a much more competitive team. And I mean, Robin has, I'll just say something that's a little controversial. Robin, in my opinion, is still riding the coattails of Sophie. You know, she had Sophie on her team. Sophie is one of the greatest athletes in Mizzou history. She's out there in WNBA, an absolute baller. You know, and I think she's still kind of riding off that high. And I don't know how much that was Robin and how much that was just Sophie Cunningham being the lead athlete. Yeah. You know? Yep. I think it's probably time. I think it's probably time to move on. I mean, does she get to finish the year out? Yeah, she'll finish the year out. 
Okay. But I think DRF needs to start searching and looking for names today. I think she probably already started last year when when you have to sit down and tell your coach, hey, you're coming back next year, we're bringing you back, you're probably already got a, a list you're starting uh, to fill out just in case it don't go that way. Yeah. Uh, it's great that she gives coaches another chance because if she was a short leash, uh, we don't have the 11 win season with Drinkwitz this year. You know, yeah, so there've been a lot of fans celebrating that last year. Had it, had they let them go? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, she definitely lets you let you prove, and I hate it because Coach Robin seems like a great person. Yeah, um, but just not getting results. Not getting results. Uh, well, that about wraps us up for this episode. Don't forget, we have. Reverend Brand coming on next week's episode. Uh, I need to reach back out with him and see when he's good to record. Um, but excited to see what he says because he he got to travel with the football team this year and talk with them. And so we get to see uh, another behind the scenes, but from a different side of it. We brought you from behind the many movies. Uh, but this will this will be somebody that maybe sees the players in a different light, like maybe after their losses and he has to have some t- t- tough talks with them or, you know, off the field stuff. And he can talk about the morale of the team and the character of the team that uh, a lot of us don't, don't get to know about. Yeah. That actually is very interesting. Uh, a lot of guys have spoke him up pretty highly too. So yeah. that'd be a pretty cool interview. And I believe he's the one that donned the wilderness brotherhood. Uh, yes, we heard. So, yeah, uh, it'll be cool to get get him on and talk about that a little bit. But uh, don't forget basketball. The ladies play South Carolina, number one undefeated South Carolina tomorrow night. It'll always be great to beat Don Staley. I will sell. I'll celebrate that. I we might make another T shirt if we do that. But uh, wrestling dominating Stanford tonight. Uh, and men's basketball Saturday against 13 and 2 South Carolina. So busy week still coming up. Update 320. And just Clayton won. Just dominating. And so it's the Elon brothers left. 195, yep. uh, Rocky, and 285 for Zach, right? Yeah. And man, it is a bloodbath. It is great to. Have programs like that, Coach Brian Smith. Uh, You're the man, Coach Brian Smith. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to get him on the pod one day. That's that'll be exciting. That'll be a good one. All right. Well, Cole, if you're listening, you better suck up that sunlight because <laughs> you got some cold air waiting on you to come back. If you're even able to come back, they might even stay you. there. <laughs> yeah. Stuck being a cheeseburger in paradise. That's it. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. That's one more tree above its Margaritaville. Margaritaville. Blew yeah. up my flip flop. That's you, Cole. <laughs> I know it's a lot of rambling, but hey, we like doing this. And from the numbers we've been getting, it seems like y'all enjoy listening to us. So we just want to get as much content as we can. But y'all have a great week. Case, appreciate you coming on. M. I Z.
Z-O-U.